So as Chris has already said to us at the start of the service, today is the first day of Advent, which is the time covering the first four Sundays before Christmas Day itself. And as Chris explained to us, it's the time the church prepares to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And in celebrating the birth of Jesus, celebrating the creator God himself stepping into his creation to rescue us. Advent is a season of light breaking into the darkness. It is a season of God fulfilling his promises. It is a season of hope. And this Advent, we're going to explore the coming of Jesus through the introduction to John's Gospel. And today, we're going to start with, it was supposed to be the first two verses, I read the third verse and pinched that one as well. So it's the first three verses. So we're going to start. Let's read verse 1 and 2 together. No, no, no. Keep going forward. That's it. Fantastic. Thank you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Okay, fantastic verses. John tells us three things about the word in verse 1 and then sums them up in verse 2. So firstly, the word was there in the beginning. Meaning, the word was there when God made creation. Now obviously, we can't say that the word was before the beginning, because if time is part of the created world, then before the beginning makes no sense, does it? Hmm. So it very cleverly says, in the beginning. The word is not part of the creation, the word goes beyond creation. Secondly, the word was with God, meaning that the word was in relationship with God. And then thirdly, the word was God. So if we put those three statements together, there is one creator God, and the Old Testament is crystal clear about that. There is not more than one God, there is only one God. But there are at least two persons in that Godhead. And then later on, John will introduce us to a third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. Which brings us to verse 2. So let's read verses 1 and 2 together. On to the next one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So, who is the Word? I'm reminded of that Sunday school session. And the Sunday school teacher said to the kids, I'm going to describe something to you, and then I want you to put your hand up, and I want you to tell me what it is that I'm describing. It's small. It's grey. It's furry. It has a long, bushy tail. And it lives in the trees. And a kid put his hand up, and the Sunday school said, yes, yes. 
Please, it sounds terribly like a squirrel, but it's the answer Jesus. <laughs> of course, the answer is Jesus. Who is the Word? The Word is Jesus. And John makes that very clear in verse 14, which we're going to read together. Okay. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus can show us what God is like because he is God become a human. He is God taking on human flesh. But... Why does John call him the Word? So a very simple but a very profound and important answer is because a word is the best way that one person expresses their inner life to another person. A word reveals one person to another. And so Jesus reveals God to us. And John 1 has a whole lot of parables with, parables with Hebrews 1. So if you go on to Hebrews 1. Sorry, Ford. And keep going. And one more. Here we go. Let's read this together. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, at many times, and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and from whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. And we'll stop there. So God's word reveals God to us. And God's word speaks to us. But there's another reason that Jesus is called the word. The word. And to see it, we need to go right back to the beginning of the Bible. To Genesis chapter 1 and verse one. So let's read that one together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So John is very deliberately repeating the opening words of Genesis to start his account of Jesus' life. But what he's doing is in Genesis, it says, in the beginning, God and in John's Gospel it says, in the beginning, the Word. And so, what is God in Genesis becomes the Word in John. And back in this Genesis account at the start of the Bible, God created by speaking... Speaking what? Words. Yeah, fantastic. God spoke the world into being. He said, let there be light, and there was light. 
The Word created the world. And here, at the start of John's Gospel, John is telling us that Jesus is the start of God remaking his world. Let's come on and look at the next verse, verse 3. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So at the creation, it was the word, the word who became Jesus, that made everything. And now, Jesus the word is remaking everything. Jesus expresses the creator's life to us, and Jesus creates the new creation. Now, I don't know about you, but I find it a lot easier to get my head around the idea that Jesus expresses God to us. But the other thing here we have to get hold of is that words create reality. Words create reality. Let's try an example. Me and Ruth are currently reading Lord of the Rings for Aiden, which is great fun. Let me read a little bit of Lord of the Rings to you. Then came the voice of Faramir close behind. Let them see, he said. And the scars were removed and their hoods were drawn back and they blinked and gasped. They stood on a wet floor of polished stone. The doorstep, as it were, of a rough-hewn gate of rock opening dark behind them, but in front, a thin veil of water was hung, so near that Frodo could have put an outstretched arm into it. It faced westward, the level shafts of the setting sun behind it beat upon it, and the red light was broken into many flickering beams of ever-changing colour. It was as if they stood at the window of some elven tower, curtained and threaded with jewels of silver and gold and ruby and sapphire and amethyst, all kindled with an unconsuming fire. Now as I read that, I'm guessing it created a world in your imagination. In other words, those words written by Tolkien and read by me recreated the world that Tolkien imagined in our minds, yeah? Tolkien's mind, expressed through his words, created an imaginary world. But God's word created the real world. Words create reality. But words also interpret reality. Let me tell you another story. This time it's a dark story by the atheist philosopher Nietzsche. Have you not heard of the madman? who lit a lantern in the bright morning hours and ran to the marketplace and cried incessantly, I'm looking for God! I'm looking for God! As many of those who did not believe in God were standing there, he excited considerable laughter. Why? 
Did he get lost? Said one. Did he lose his way like a child? Said another. Or is he hiding? Is he afraid of us? Perhaps he's gone on a voyage or emigrated. And so they shouted and shouted and they laughed him to scorn. And the madman jumped into their midst and pierced them with his stares. Where is God? He cried. I shall tell you. We have killed him, you and I. All of us are his murderers. But how have we done this? How are we able to drink up the ocean? Who gave us a sponge to wipe away the entire horizon? What do we do when we unchain the earth from its sun? Where is the earth moving now? Where are we drifting now? Away from all suns, maybe? Are we not perpetually falling backwards and forwards and in all directions? Is there any up or down left? Are we not straying through an infinite nothing? Do you not feel the breath of empty space? Has it not suddenly become colder? Is not more night coming on us all the time? The madman felt silent and looked at his listeners, and they too were silent and stared at him in astonishment. That is not a story that me and Ruth read to Aiden at bedtime. <laughs> That story I've told you interprets the world for us. It tells us that as there is no God, there is no morality, we have no accountability to God, and there is no ultimate meaning or purpose in the world. After Nietzsche, other philosophers told us, well, then we've got to create our own meaning and our choices. And those ideas expressed by words shape how the world around us live. It shapes what they think is important. It shapes how they treat people. It shapes how they think what their life and death is all about. Because words determine how we see things and how we live. But the thing about Nietzsche's words is they are not true. Nietzsche had heard God's word read but Nietzsche did not believe it. And so Nietzsche had no idea what he was talking about. When we hear words and believe them, they shape how we see God, how we understand the world, and how we live in it. Whether our lives are full of light or darkness, hope or despair, truth or lies, love or hate. And this is why Jesus is so crucial. Jesus expresses the creator to us. Jesus helps us to see the world as it truly is. Jesus' words create new reality in our lives, which set us up for the day when he's going to come back and he'll throw sin and evil and death out of his world and make everything new. Let's read together what God says. In him was life, and that life was the light of all men, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it. And Jesse will pick that up tomorrow. So that's Christmas. Let's not just fill ourselves with mince pies and turkey and 
roast potatoes and chocolates and then stuff, endless stuff, more stuff, consumerism. Let's fill ourselves with God's words so that they may bring us light and hope, so that they may shape us, so that they may make us new. Let's fill ourselves with God's word that we may see him and hear him calling us out of death and into life. Amen. Lord, speak. I can just read words off a page and it changes nothing. But one word from you changes everything. And I pray that the soil of our heart would be soft and ready and prepared to receive you this Christmas. Amen. Amen. Amen.